Welcome, change agents. I'm so glad you're here. This is Cheryl Klein, and you're listening to the Limitless Leader Podcast. Well, good morning, good afternoon, or in Monica's case in Uganda, good evening. I am so excited to have this conversation with Monica Niraguhabwa, um, Executive Director of Girl Up Initiative Uganda. Monica, we had the pleasure of meeting in person in San Francisco a couple years ago. I am so inspired by all of the amazing things that you're doing and just welcome to the show. I'm excited to have this conversation. Thank you for having me and thank you for being a longtime supporter of girls' education in Uganda. So it's such a pleasure to be here to have a conversation with you as well. Thanks so much. And yeah, we've, you know, we'll talk about some of the work and how we're kind of partners as such or the Zone Lab and how we're supporting, um, you know, some of the efforts that you're doing at Girl Up Uganda. And if anyone's interested, we'll also be sharing some some ways of how you can support them as well. But in the meantime, you know, before we get into all of the incredible things that you're doing and um, really empowering our next generation of global leaders, global female leaders, um, I wanted to ask, you know, a little bit about you. What, you know, I know that we see from the outside, I don't know if anyone's seen, but you know, you've been interviewed on TV, Good Morning America, you've had interviews with Oprah, I mean, all sorts of things. But a lot of times we don't see all the really the the hard work in the background, what's going on. And so what inspired you to, you know, co-create Girl Up Initiative Uganda, you know, with um, my cousin, Kim Wolf, who was involved early on. So what inspired you and also what inspires you to keep putting in all of the work to, you know, accomplish all these amazing things? Yes. So no matter that's a question that everyone will ask, what inspires you? What what God keeps you awake in the night? So just getting you know back to 10 years ago, I think for me what inspired me starting this work is just that connection, innate connection, divine connection, as I call it. And uh, I normally talk about this, that much of it has to do with my own personal experiences and having you know reflected around my experiences i really felt that change had to happen and i knew that um, i needed to be part of the movement co-creating this change in communities and that explains to you why we are so passionate about girls education about adolescent girls because i know that uh, as a grown-up woman right now the mentorship and support that I received as a girl growing up in, a, in, a, in an environment with naivety has a lot to do with how it shaped what I've become right now. So what inspired me was the need to be able to challenge the status quo that I grew in, the status quo that did not believe in girls and women, did not give women the spaces to be able for them to be able to articulate their voices or their issues, reflecting and figuring out as a girl, I never remember being given opportunities. Uh, so as a girl, I always had to negotiate for my own space. Right now, I'm using the word negotiate 
because it's what it is right now. But as a young girl, I kept on questioning why is the treatment given to boys quite different from that given to girls. And definitely when I met Kimberly, Kimberly whom I called Kimmy, and we had a shared passion, we decided to team up together and start this amazing organization, more like a lifestyle, more like a, a side aside you know hustle trying to uplift or trying to motivate girls but um we've been blessed and um to call it now a movement 10 years down the road we've been blessed by so many individuals including yourself who have encouraged us along the journey to be able to lead this movement and to grow it from one point to another so really it's more around my own experiences but also reflecting on the experiences of other girls in Uganda that I see right now, I feel that um, I'm one of those leaders supposed to create or ignite this change to happen in communities. So that's so, uh, so amazing. And I really believe, and I don't remember if, I'm, I'm trying to remember who said this quote. And if I remember, then I will say it, but it's even though it's really important to mention, and it's just that, you know, you change the life of one girl, you can change the world. So now, you know, you have girls that may have never even left their village. And now they're either starting businesses, you know, they're in Uganda, or they're going to college. And, you know, we might think that adolescent girls, oh, they're so young. But I mean, you know, in the next, you know, decade, they're going to be our future leaders. So I really want to, you know, honor the work that you're doing. And if you think of, you know, specifically and looking forward, what's most important to you this year and, you know, in the next couple of years? So what is most important to me this year is the need to scale our work to other districts. Last year, we, we started the process of scaling our work beyond Kampala where we've worked for the last 10 years and scaling it to Eastern region to a district called Bukedia. And why Bukedia? Because it was hard hit by COVID. And when you look at the, the, the rates of teenage pregnancy post the pandemic, they were quite high. And we felt a huge calling for us to be able to start our journey in the Eastern part with this district. So, it's one thing that we are focusing on. How do we make sure that access to our services reach the other parts of Uganda? Of course, given the limitations sometimes, uh, but also given our approach, we believe in working and scaling a bit more deeply because we know that we are handling issues that are deep-rooted. And so a deeper intervention in our community for a longer time for us is that gives us the impact that uh, we want to see the impacts that communities want to see. So this year it's around scaling and deepening our work, but also for us to, to put in practice the lessons we learned post the pandemic, that we're able to, to adjust and reinforce our programs to be able to adapt to the ever-changing needs of uh, our communities. So that's what really we are up to this year, just deepening our approach and doing more of the listening in terms of uh, what are the emerging issues. I know we are post the pandemic, but again, so many issues keep arising. 
And so as an organization, our role is to listen to communities just to help us also appreciate where they are at, but then how do we come together to be able to to be part of the change, to be able to address some of these issues together with them. And that's why we really believe so much that uh, even in this work of empowering girls, you can't empower them in a silo. It's important to work together with the different structures in the communities who are the custodians of power to ensure that they are part of the conversation and they are part of the solution as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds really important. There's actually a... Um nonprofit and it you may seem totally totally unrelated uh but listen spare with me and i'll share the point there's a um nonprofit in san francisco and they actually have to do with uh people men and women who are incarcerated and one they're very 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 successful and one of the things that they do it made me think of it is that even if someone's been there one day they will bring someone that's newer than them and help teach them and so I just think you really hit on something that's really, really important. And that is, you know, having the girls to be really involved in their success and involved in helping others. And I think being siloed during COVID, I would imagine it's incredibly difficult for, for um, such a social age. It was really difficult for everyone. Um, and so that leads me to the question um, why, why adolescent girls? So why not girls a little younger? Why not girls that are a little older? Um, why are you passionate about this age? And why do you feel it's so important to, um, like understand these girls, like you said, meet them where they're at and then scale to help more of them? Nice question. So why adolescents is because the adolescent age is such a critical age that uh, a girl is growing up from a point of naivety to a point of having so much information around her. And oftentimes, if not well directed, they could be victims of, um, of bad peer pressure, for example. So why adolescent? It's because we believe this is a critical age when, for example, someone is appreciating that they are beginning to grow to a young adult, like I like to call them a young adult. So many things are happening in their bodies, in the environment. And um, of course, for the case of Uganda, that's the time when so many of them drop out of school. Some of them get pregnant because they do not have um, age-appropriate sexual reproductive health rights information. So for us, we believe that that's the age where we need to impart accurate information for life. Mm -hmm. Hundred percent. We need to make sure that they begin to appreciate that. I mean, appreciate the fact that they are growing. I know for sure that sometimes working with adolescents versus working with grown, maybe young women, there is a difference. Sometimes, as older women, already they've conceptualized some of the issues and feel like it's okay. After all, for example, if it's violence, they will feel that after all, I've been in this violent relationship for years and uh, I've developed coping mechanisms. But for a girl, you're already telling her that being in a violent relationship, for example, is not healthy. Feel free to report. So you find that if we are ready to ignite change, it has to start from when someone is just getting to understand what's happening around her 
and then they grow up with accurate information, accurate knowledge. And it's the adolescents who have the right information, who have the courage to challenge mm -hmm. the status quo. So for us, we believe that there's so much power in beginning to work with young people while they are young and then grow with them through the journey. Of course, the mentorship needs change, but they're growing from a point of clarity and information and being able to make some of the decisions for themselves. So that's why we love working with adolescents. We believe that that's where the change, if we invested more, then we shall have very much tangible change as they grow up as leaders. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. And it seems like, you know, things are generational, right? So maybe uh, a young girl or young woman might um, put up with a, let's say, a violent relationship because that's what she witnessed. But by you intercepting these adolescent girls and shifting their mindset and having them build their confidence and self-efficacy and self-worth and ensuring that doesn't happen to them, that way they can pos hopefully get when once it's time to get into a healthy relationship and kind of shift how generations view um, what a relate what a healthy relationship is. So you're really kind of you're helping them, but it seems like you're reshaping um, their you know the generations to come because they're going to have a different role model down the line. Absolutely, yeah. So just, um, I just thought I'd touch on um, quickly, there's one girl in particular, you know, um, in the, well, just a sidebar, the one way that the Zone Lab and myself has been able to help Girl Up Initiative Uganda is to provide support, educational support for um, five of the girls to go to um, their boarding school. And one of them in particular, I've gotten to know through you. So can you share a little bit about her and some of the amazing things that she's doing? Yes, so this girl in particular, that is being supported by you, of course, uh, is one of those girls that comes from a rural village in Uganda. And uh, she's brilliant. And uh, she's one of those whose father has about 12 children. Her mom alone has six of them because her father has other women as well. So you find that she's this one girl that I I got to interact with years ago. And I just felt there was something about this girl. And I just felt that uh, if we didn't do anything about it, then we'd lose this talent. And so this girl began to stay with us at Gallup. And so we began to to support her in her education. And of course, you came on board to support her for her secondary education. And I've seen this girl grow from being timid to finding her space, finding her voice, participating in high-level meetings. I've seen this girl go to national events to represent other girls in the country. She's so passionate about poetry. I've seen her do a poetry and it's been documented. For those who are watching, this is Pauline Nakanoaji. All of you who have seen video clips of this young, amazing woman know that the future is, you know, for her. And you being able to come on board, support her secondary education in one of the best schools in Uganda. I mean, it's such a profound gift because we know that uh, her joining high school this year she only has two years to get university and of course she has this dream 
of becoming uh, an eye doctor, you know. She keeps saying, this is what I want to do. And just seeing her excel in her exams and taking on sciences at A level, for us, it's such a good, brilliant example that one girl can definitely, when handled well, transform her own life, but that of her family, but also become more like a peer model to other girls to know that it's possible they can, you know, hinge on education and be able to get to where they need to get to. So we've, we've seen this girl grow within herself, but become also an inspiration in the country. And we are so proud of her and uh, we pledge to continue supporting her to get to her dreams. That is so amazing. I'm so inspired by Paulina. And, you know, we I have the distinct honor to get to meet her virtually. And um, I can't wait to come out your way and, you know, visit in person. And so, so looking forward, if you were to have a magic wand and ask everybody who's listening of, you know, the perfect way or the ideal way that they can help, what what would you ask for? Having come out of COVID and a pandemic, um, what I would ask for in particular is for more folks to come on board and support our scholarship basket because the need for education is quite high. And of course, the pandemic left some parents without jobs. So you'll find that even for children or adolescents in public schools that pay literally uh, um, $300 a year at most, you find that not every parent is able to afford. So my pledge for this community is that if we can continue to boost the scholarship basket so that we have more girls going to school. Of course, we have about 300 girls program this year, but the challenge is around retaining them on that scholarship basket. So my ask, my pledge is that can we can we support these girls to continue staying in school? Because they, they get promoted to other classes. So what happens every other year as they, they grow in this journey of education? So for me, it's really the fact that uh, we can definitely invest in education to transform the lives of adolescents in this country. So perfect. So if anyone listening would like to join me and so many others to help keep these girls in school and help keep their dreams alive, you can go ahead and look at the website, which is scrolling here. It's girlupuganda.org. Monica, I'm so grateful for all that you do and to partnering to help in whatever way that I can. Thank you for taking the time. And I look forward to the possibility of seeing you in person sometime in the near future. Thank you so much. And thank you for investing in us over the years and uh, supporting us through your coming to make sure that we continue doing this work on the ground. So I just want to say thank you very much. Oh, you're so welcome. And you guys and the girls inspire me every day. I look forward to talking to you again soon. If you've enjoyed this episode, follow or subscribe to the Limitless Leader podcast with Cheryl Klein on whatever podcast platform you use. We'll let you know every time we release a new episode. And if you really enjoyed what you've heard so far, 
rate and review us too. That's one of the best ways that you can support us and make sure that this podcast keeps going. And also, I offer a significant library of free mental toughness and high-performance videos, worksheets, tips, and other helpful content on my website at www.cherylkline.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Cheryl Klein, and I look forward to having you back next time. And remember, you're only limited by what you think is possible. Cheering you on always.